Hello, and welcome to the Golden Heart Rising podcast. My name is Tara Kabatov, and I'll be sharing information around personal transformation, healing, the law of attraction, manifestation, the human condition, and the great mysteries of life. Welcome to this episode around health and wellness. As I'm sure we all need a bit of a break, if you have been celebrating holidays in any kind of way, some of us uh, take a little bit of time to ourselves uh, without the festive gatherings. But if you have been partaking in the festivities, then you may want to take a listen to this podcast as it may offer some motivation for strengthening your health and wellness regime to perform in your most optimal way. Now myself, I did partake in the holidays. I truthfully could have easily stayed home, uh, but I had a couple family gatherings that uh, it was nice. It was nice. But for myself, I am borderline introverted. I can definitely have fun in social gatherings, but I feel that I really prefer to spend time alone or at home or in a quiet environment. Although it's a double-edged sword because sometimes I tend to stay at home a lot, almost maybe too much. So it is good. I I really had a great time. Um, However, I find that with my health diet, my daily routine, is so dialed in and I'm so committed to it. And I love it because I love how my body feels now. Uh, When I go off it for a few days, then it uh, doesn't feel so great. I do find that I lose a lot of energy. uh, And especially being around people for three days um, definitely does take a toll on my energetic uh, field, if you will, or my energetic self. So I felt with this podcast, I would talk about um, what I've learned with regards to health, wellness, diet, um, how to perform optimally, and how my body and my health and wellness has changed over the last uh, couple of years, actually, um, since I really, really, really dove into the spiritual aspect of myself or my subconscious work, I should say over the last three years. But over the last probably four months, the segments that I was really trying to fine tune and honor and um, strengthen have really become dialed in regarding my diet, um, my lack of alcohol consumption, which I'll talk about in just a moment. Um, also, just my my food intake, uh, the kind of food that I'm fe- fueling my body, but also the energy that I have been feeling within myself that has changed. And uh, if you've caught some of my other podcasts, I used to be a competitive cyclist. This was back probably uh, definitely over, I started over 10 years ago. Um, I did start later in my life when I was 32 and uh, I did quite well. I started cycling just out of um, curiosity. I had a colleague of mine uh, who got me into it, took me to a bike shop in downtown Toronto, actually. And um, I was hooked. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was thrilling. It was exciting. It was fast. Um, And the more I learned um, about the mechanics and the endurance side, the physiology side, 
the many intricacies of the rituals, if you will, around uh, fueling and understanding the body and performance all tied together in such a fascination for myself. And I was very, very um, passionate about the sport. And I did quite well. I won several medals. I was working with an Olympic uh, coach from South Africa who was training me to go into the world championships or to qualify for the world championships. And I was really on track. Unfortunately, I uh, experienced a severe head injury um, during during one of the more important races, which was my first accident that I had ever been in. I've talked about this before. It led me to have a severe concussion. Thankfully, at the time, I should say thankfully, uh, nothing was broken. And the concussion, though, was very severe. However, I really didn't pay much attention to it as I went to the hospital to have it checked uh, after the race. And the doctor basically gave me some Percocets for my pain. I had some road rash and told me to have a nice day. And if I wanted to actually race the next day, which was a bit crazy, um, which I, I couldn't, uh, I was feeling nauseous. I was uh, really slowing down cognitively. So I really didn't know how to heal well from it. The word healthy has different layers to it. If we eat well, if we have whole food diet, if we're, we manage our food intake what kind of, I mean, with regards to the quality of food, what kind of food, um, when we eat, how much we eat, uh, these types of things, there are so many layers just like anything. You know, we could think that we are healthy just because we don't eat uh, junk food or we don't drink pop, for example, or we don't, we don't, don't uh, drink excessive amounts of alcohol. But there are so many layers. I mean, you can go right down into eating organically right from the farm, um, eating whole food, um, you know, you can go into keto diet, you can go into vegan, you can whatever is out there. There are so many aspects to our health and wellness that we can explore with such great depths. So at the time when I was cycling, I thought I was very healthy. I thought that I was, um, well, I was fit. I was very fit. Uh, I trained religiously, but I was not healthy. I mean, I would drink excessively. Uh, I would say I was probably an alcoholic. I was uh, dealing with severe depression. And after the concussion, I had even worse uh, depression. I was really lost in life. I was really struggling at that point with who I was. Who am I? Who am I? What am I doing here? Where am I going? What do I want to do? I was really, really lost in that time of my life of this confusion about my reality and my future. I didn't even know what I wanted for my future. Uh, It was a very empty feeling, but cycling gave me purpose. That was the one thing that I felt made me feel good. I had something to work towards. I had a goal. I had a purpose. I had um, benchmarks and achievements to reach for. So it really helped me stay active and it helped me stay focused and fueled my passion in a way I feel that kept me motivated in some kind of form. If I didn't have that, it would probably be an even worse uh, situation for myself. But during that time, I learned a lot about my body And when you're on a bike, or if you're an endurance athlete, or if you've been in endurance sports before, there's so much you can gain with body alignment and listening to your body and understanding your heart rate and your breathing and when you need to fuel. And this takes time to develop. But where I was at times, I wouldn't even need a computer or a monitor to signal where my heart was or 
when I would need to fuel, for example, I just knew, I knew intuitively within my body, I had such a great uh, sense of awareness within myself when I really knew how to take care of my body and how long I could be on my bike for before running out of fuel, for example, or before getting really tired. So it was over time, it definitely did pay off with regards to how I would feel within myself. Because the more senses that we develop within our body, the more we can also diagnose, the more we can regulate, uh, we may also tune into our foods, what is causing us body issues, um, digestive issues, for example. So the more we can go within ourselves in this aspect, the easier it becomes to understand what works, what doesn't work, and how we can align with our optimal self and how we can get the most out of our day and have the most energy to work with um, rather than having low fatigue, low energy, feeling gross, um, some of us hangovers maybe, which is what I was experiencing, but I was crazy at that time. I was, again, I was going through severe depression. The concussion definitely exasperated that. Um, I was drinking a lot and then I would go out on my bike the next day and ride several hours hungover which was now thinking back, I could never do that. <laughs> but I guess I was younger and I had the um, the resiliency, but now I'm so sensitive and I don't feel I could ever do that ever again in my life. Um, so it was a moment in time I can look back and say, wow, that was uh, pretty impressive, but I don't know if it was really safe <laughs> to be riding my bike hungover. It can be a very dangerous sport. I'm sure you've heard of some some things that can happen on a, on a road bike. But uh, regardless, the reason why I'm describing this is because of the importance it is for the body connection. And what I learned through my concussion, it took me two years to understand what was happening with post-concussion syndrome. And it was a blessing and a curse a little bit because it really set me back. It was really difficult for me to engage with people, go into public spaces, deal with emotions I couldn't. Um, I was triggered constantly. I was so sensitive to to people. I was on high alert all the times. I was anxiety. I had a high anxiety. I was dealing with panic attacks, severe depression. So it exasperated a lot of pre-existing um, issues that I had within myself and within my subconscious. And I had a really hard time um, dealing with things. I couldn't deal with problems. I couldn't deal with people. I couldn't deal with emotions. So I would just mask it. I would just hide it. I would drink and then I would go ride my bike for several hours, which was completely complete avoidance. Uh, but I didn't know how I didn't know how to go into my emotions. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I just thought it was my stuff. We get used to these, these issues within ourselves in a way of just dealing with them. And that's the same with chronic pain. It's the same with diseases, aches and pains that we just become used to in some kind of way or addictions. And we just stick with it. And we learn to adjust our life to uh, accommodate these, these um, problems that we face within our within ourselves. So it was something that really triggered a light bulb within myself, uh, especially around my diet when I found out just by chance about my post concussion syndrome. So I really started to dial my diet in. I was um, really conscious about what I was fueling my brain, for example, um, making sure that I had a high fat diet, um, you know, just being really aware of my mental 
processing, I would say, because I used to stutter a lot. Um, I would find myself becoming very active within my mind. Uh, so a lot of these exercises, meditation, yoga, of course, and I've been I've, it's, it's funny, because I've been doing yoga since, well, probably 16 years, I've been meditating for about the same amount of time. But I feel that my outlook on it changed. And I feel that I paid more attention to the types of maybe meditation or yoga or exercises that I did. I always stayed healthy. I, within reason though, and this was another side of me, I mean, the, the word health, healthy is, it, there are variables to it. It's not just one word and it means one thing. It's it's one word, but it means many things. And there are many layers to the word health that uh, contribute to this this word. What is healthy? What makes us healthy? You know, if we eat a lot of sugar, if we drink a lot of alcohol, if we um, partake in substances, but we eat a good diet, are we healthy? Or if we work out excessively and we don't recharge and fuel properly, are we healthy? If we work a lot and we work long hours, we're not getting enough rest, but we eat healthy, are we healthy? So I remember when COVID happened, um, there was a good friend of mine and one of his friends caught COVID and ended up in the hospital and was actually, it had, he had a severe reaction to COVID. And my friend's response was, well, this man is so healthy. It almost ensued panic within my friend because of the fact that this man was so healthy, but he got so sick from COVID. How could that be? If he's, he's a runner, he's, uh, you know, very active, how could he get that sick? You know, and then all of a sudden, my friend became very fearful of this virus, not wanting to obviously contract it. But immediately I was thinking, well, is he stressed out? Does he have other, you know, other conditions? You know, who knows, right? There are so many variables to this aspect of health and wellness that I find truthfully very fascinating. The only thing that we can really pay attention to is ourselves. So it's not right to compare our health to anyone else. Well, over the last three years has been my catalyst for profound change within myself. Uh, especially in the spiritual aspect, especially within the subconscious. And the deeper I went within my subconscious and released old beliefs that pertained to low worth, low confidence, anything that was weighing me down within how I, how I see and perceive myself had been released. And when we become more confident with who we are, when we heal from the past, when we transform, when we go into our subconscious, our body no longer craves things or desires things that are bad for us. It doesn't want us to fuel our body with food or substances that are going to harm the body because we are becoming more in alignment and we develop a greater appreciation and a greater respect for ourselves. Now, if we're lost, if we are going through emotions, if we are um, lost within our life, within our identity, with our sense of self, then it is very common to turn to substances or diet or food or poor eating habits because our body is, well, it could be craving a stimulus, but it, a stimulation, but it also could be subconsciously sending signals of low worth. I don't deserve the best. And in some subconscious way, we could be feeding and fueling ourselves with food that is unhealthy. 
because we don't respect ourselves. We don't feel that we deserve the best. We don't feel that we are healthy, loving, beautiful, radiant beings. So since I've done this work, especially the subconscious deep dive, I no longer crave what I was craving. And over the last couple of years, my diet has been pretty good, but my drinking has been a problem. But now I am really dedicated to stop drinking. I just don't want to drink anymore. I don't like the hangovers. I don't like how my body feels. Um, It's fun. I enjoy it from a social aspect. Or if I'm just at home, I know it sounds horrible. But if I'm at home, it's it's a bit of a go to after a long week, Uh, I just like to wind down a bit. But I just feel more and more connected with my body and I don't like how my body feels with it. And the same with food. I mean, once in a while, I'll have something sweet. Um, I definitely don't eat anything processed. So I try to avoid, I definitely avoid sugar, um, especially white sugar. Well, all sugars, truthfully. I mean, I like dark chocolate. That's good for you in in moderation. But anything sugars and flowers, anything that causes inflammation or will be harmful for the brain activity, uh, I definitely avoid. So anything processed foods, anything with um, ingredients, pretty much that you can't pronounce. Uh, Those are the ones you want to stay away from. So anything processed, anything refined, uh, anything with food coloring, um, additives, Uh, flavoring, and yes, especially sugar. I know some of us have a bit of a sweet tooth, but it is really harmful for the body. Uh, Again, everything in moderation, if you enjoy it, then just, you know, try and have just like slight amount. But with a lot of things and caffeine, I should mention also, I used to drink coffee religiously. Now I don't drink it anymore. Um, and it all of a sudden clicked, I think two years ago, I just my body said, No, I'm done. And I drank it for years, every morning, cup of coffee. Um, sometimes I would have a double Americano black, and I loved it. And um, now I don't anymore. I, I am completely fine with it. And my energy is sustained throughout the day. I don't have the highs and the lows. And maybe, maybe if there's, uh, you know, I, I'm very sensitive with energy, if there's full moon or new moon, those are the times where my energy gets really thrown out of alignment. But outside of that, it's pretty consistent. You know, I don't have the highs and the lows, I don't need a a nap during the day or feel like I'm dragging my feet or really distracted within my brain. I'm really clear, I'm very uh, clean energy. Uh, I'm very aware and my work performance has never been better. And I do really equate that to the meditation, to the diet, especially having clarity and having my energy really dialed in. We have many habits within ourselves and our habits are so difficult sometimes to pinpoint, especially with diet. Diet is really difficult. It's easier said than done to adjust our diet. Sometimes it takes a year to completely do an overhaul or change one aspect, uh, one very significant aspect of our diet, uh, especially if we are familiar with something. So say, for example, cultural um, cuisine, if we're used to eating a certain way or having almost like a ritualistic kind of dessert or dinner or breakfast, or even something our family made for us when we were young, something that we've grown accustomed to enjoy. Sometimes it's difficult to question what we put in our body, because maybe we've been eating it or drinking it for a long time. And so it may it may be difficult to take a step back and go, is this really good for me? Is this really healthy? It is it is it giving me the right kind of energy and focus that I need throughout the day. And oftentimes, 
I mean, I've been in the same environment. I've um, adopted food um, habits within within my uh, routine. Uh, even certain habits, even just within my health and wellness routine, like with uh, regards to um, exercise, for example, I've incorporated so many things along the way that I sometimes have to stop and go, okay, is this working for me? Or where can I make changes to change things up? Because sometimes we also just need to change things up. Sometimes our body becomes very comfortable in a certain um in a certain uh, schedule, for example, or eating certain foods, and it's just really good to change things up. Um, sometimes we can eat the same food. For example, I was eating eggs for <laughs> almost every day for I don't even know how many years, how many eggs that would have been, I should calculate it. All of a sudden, my body started reacting to two eggs, I had to cut it out because I was just eating them too much. And it was just it was not too much in all in one sitting, it was just over time, my body just um, needed to change, it just needed to cycle that out. So now I don't eat eggs anymore. Uh, so these things are good. It's good to break habits, it's good to reflect on what am I putting in my body? Is this actually good for me? And if there are any habits or any foods that maybe you've been accustomed to eating, maybe even just check in and, and look at where is this coming from? Is it something like a comfort food? Or is it something that, again, my family used to eat that I just have incorporated in into my diet that might not necessarily be healthy. Um, there are so many different aspects to observing and being aware of, again, what we're putting in our body and with our program that we have for thriving optimally throughout our day. Now for myself, I can only speak for myself, everyone's routine is different. Um, I wake up in the morning, I meditate in bed, I do breath work in bed, I do my visualization for manifestation in bed. And then I go and I jump into an ice cold shower. Now this ice cold shower is excellent for flushing out inflammation for reducing inflammation and for getting the blood flowing. Uh, it's not comfortable. No, it's not comfortable, but it doesn't have to be very long. It's just getting your your system flushed out is waking yourself up. I feel great after it's not fun being in it, but you breathe through it. And then after the shower, I just take my time with um, uh, doing some yoga stretches, getting my, my body moving, um, moving my muscles a little bit, uh, just stretching the back out from being in bed for um, eight hours. So I do some yoga stretches, sun salutations, and then I have a ginger, turmeric, cayenne, a little dash of cayenne, cinnamon um, tea. And again, it's really great for the inflammation. Um, it just sets my day. I just love starting the day in a healthy way. I just feel refreshed. The best part of my day for production is the first half of the day. I start to slow down a little bit around three o'clock, but I have a ton of energy with this uh, routine. And then after that, I'll most likely on most days, I'll go to the gym at least at least a half an hour to an hour workout. And sometimes I'll go a little bit over an hour if I do a long walk or hike. Um, and then I work and then I feel so good throughout the day. Um, I subscribe to intermittent fasting. But I love it. And I, I feel so clear. And again, my energy feels so just I've, I've never felt so good before um, with this routine. So I hope it offers you some guidance as well. This will not work for everyone and I completely understand and I will never impose my diet onto anyone. I'm just offering this just in case you're looking for um, maybe some insight or in case you are looking for different diet plans or regimes to incorporate into your 
program. Um, but I don't eat meat anymore. I found that since I started working in the line of work that I do, especially with energy, uh, I found that uh, I just all of a sudden it was the same with coffee. I just didn't desire eating meat anymore. I feel that it's a compassion towards animals, to life. Uh, I don't like the energy of uh, death. I know it sounds morbid, but uh, I just, I don't know, for some reason it just clicked with me and I'll never pressure anyone or judge anyone for what they want to eat. It's just coming from my experience and my body, what my body craves and what my body desires and how it feels. And again, use your body as your guidance system always and do what feels right. You know, do what feels right. If you feel sluggish after eating something, if you feel not so great after eating something, then maybe there needs to be an adjustment made. Um, just always pay attention to yourself and never feel guilty for what you're eating or putting in your body. That's really important. We can never be hard on ourselves because again, some of this comes from subconscious programming, for example, and I'm going to go into the book from Michael J. Lincoln. I have the um, Problematic Patterns book here open and I wanted to go into a few different um, aspects here just to convey the power of our subconscious and how it can actually affect our diet and what we put in our body. So I'm going to go into caffeine addiction. So if you find yourself addicted to caffeine, I was for a while, um, this is what it is coming in under. So it's a passage that is tied to our subconscious programming. Um, caffeine addiction It's listed here as reformer spirit. So you are in just nurturing and you are very tuned into fairness issues, and you are intensely incensed at the inequalities of the world. It is the resultant of scarcity parenting, where there wasn't enough emotional and other resources to go around, with the result that you have ended up with a significant slug of love ability anxiety. And this is in um, caffeine-induced anxiety, you are handicapped by a pronounced propensity to respond with generalized anxiety or fearfulness and your associated patterns of functioning to common stimuli and situations. It comes from a things that go bump in the night type of childhood family. And this one is the things that go bump in the night. If you've had a family dynamic uh, growing up uh, in early childhood, this causes a lot of anxiety and anxiety breeds anxiety. So if we have anxiety, we'll tend to lean towards something that can also heighten our anxiety or feed into our anxiety from a very subconscious way. Because if we've been used to living in a high anxiety or highly anxious uh, lifestyle or formative years, then we get used to living in that high alert, the things that go bump in the night. It's it's the unpredictable experiences when we were a child. So if there was invasive family, if there was unpredictable family matters, if there was um, maybe things that were really unpredictable and unstable, then we develop this certain anxiety that we also need to feed on a subconscious level because it becomes familiar for us. And in a way, it becomes home for us even though it's not healthy and it's not good for us, but we develop it on such a subconscious level that we don't even realize we feel comfortable in it or that maybe we realize that, hey, hold on a minute, this is not healthy and this isn't who I am. Uh, it takes this work, it takes this subconscious work to really go into it to understand that my anxiety is caused from this event that is not part of my true story of my authentic self. So it's time to let it go. It's time to move into releasing it and facing my past or facing this anxiety and work towards not feeding into it, not feeding into something on a subconscious level that has become familiar in a certain way. 
This is also under eating habits uh, problems. Now, this is another passage here from, and Dr. Michael J. Lincoln was a clinical psychologist, and he left these incredible bodies of work um, to do with different aspects of our subconscious. So there's the body one, body book um, that I use for understanding why illnesses, aches and pains have developed within the body, and from an emotional aspect and a psychological aspect, what is triggering those, um, those issues. But then there's also this book of the psychological patterns that we develop within ourselves, and within our actions or within our outer world. So this one is under eating habit problems. And it says rejection courting. You are systematically unconsciously seeking to be ejected from all social relationships as being unfit for human consumption. You have the underlying conviction that you are the moral cretin and or that other people are non-existent, irrelevant and or deserving of the kind of treatment that you got as a child. It is the resultant of intense, overt or subterranean rejection by your parents, especially your mother, and it often shows up at the meal table which is where the habits were acquired. So this goes into what I was just saying exactly that we develop habits based on if we eat too fast, if we uh, don't pay attention to what we eat, um, if we have been eating a certain way since childhood without even questioning or considering a different way or a new way or maybe even exploring or, or maybe even challenging what we have been used to is this healthy is this really healthy for me? And paying attention to our body, paying attention to what it's doing to our body, or if it works or if it doesn't work. And so these are all these psychological components to what we get used to on a very unconscious level. And the whole point of this work of especially the shadow work, as I mentioned, going into these subconscious, this is the area that will change everything. Because once we understand our habits, once we understand our subconscious, once we understand and can peel back the layers and connect the dots with all these different aspects of our being, then we start to shed the old memories, the old beliefs, the old subconscious programming, and we start to align with our true self, with who we really are, with what makes us feel good, being aware and developing greater self-knowledge and understanding leads to healthy lifestyle leads to a lifestyle of alignment. And it also allows us to have the energy that we need in order to create our manifestation. There is a limitless energy available for us to tap into. And once we go through these layers, and once we dissolve the subconscious beliefs we have within us or old habits, as I mentioned, or, uh, you know, fine tuning our diet and paying attention to our body, then the more energy we have for creation, for love, for abundance, for success, for fulfillment. Now it is a journey. This is not a linear process. I've mentioned this before. This is self discovery. It's going within it's paying attention, it's questioning. But the diet and our body is so crucial. It is such a crucial aspect of our being. The more in alignment we can be and the more balanced and harmonious we can be within our body. Again, it pays off in so many, so many different ways. I have not been sick for two years. I think I got COVID at the very beginning when it first happened. I was sick for about four weeks, stayed at home, did my thing. But after that, I've had maybe a minor cold, but nothing since. And I didn't use medication. I didn't get the shot. I, I mean, I didn't feel that I needed any of it because I listened to my body and I was tuned in 
And when I need rest, I take rest. I don't push myself beyond my limits anymore. So I listen very carefully. We can all tap into this. We all have the ability to heal, the ability to strengthen, the ability to align within ourselves. So I hope this found you when you need it the most. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to reach out at any time. I'm wishing you all the best with your transformative journey and beyond. Until next time, take care. That concludes another episode of the Golden Heart Rising podcast. Thank you very much for being here. Make sure to check out my YouTube channel for further discussions and interesting topics. And of course, if you are enjoying these podcasts, don't forget to share it with the world. I'm sending you much love and light. Until next time.